going, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Polarized Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about films that have very polarizing scores on Rotten Tomatoes. And what we mean by that is films with a large disparity between the ratings and reviews they were given by critics versus those given by average lay people like yourselves. And um, my name is Matt. <laughs> this is my first time on the podcast. I feel I'm a jamma. And uh, I feel lucky to be here. Thank you, James and Brandon, for the invite. I was thinking of going with a pseudonym, but I'll just call myself Matt because it's a good name. You know, I've always gone by it. It's it's nice. It's classy. So welcome on in. So the film that we're going to be talking about today is called Oculus. And we chose this film because it's a it's a polarizing movie that fits the criteria that we just talked about that you guys are probably already familiar with. And as top of that, it's a horror film. And we figured it's the month of October. It's spooky season right around the corner so we wanted to do something a little bit fit with that theme and um yeah it's a film from 2013 and on rotten tomatoes it got a score of hold on 75 percent from the critics and 53 percent from audience so seems like the critics really liked it and audience members did not so yeah. Hell yeah, Matt. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're the man, dude. You're you're fucking a natural. I love that we're just like forcing all of our guests to do our our heavy lifting now. Uh, Yeah, it's nerve-wracking a little bit, right? We're just like, no, we don't want to introduce it. No, we'll just we'll just have you do it. Yeah. (laughs) But let me let me tell you a little bit tricky doing it for the first time, just coming straight out of the gates. I love it though. What's up, motherfuckers? Here's my voice. Well, for the average lay, lay <laughs> dumb fuck that happens to be listening, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> was for all you morons out there. For all you dumbass dipshits. <laughs> Actually, give us the time of day. I mean, that probably tracks anybody, any fan of it might, might make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. They're the, Honestly, pol- they're the polar bears. If you know baby. anything, then you aren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're this not is- going to tell you. That's our that's our motto. We're not going to tell you uh, anything you don't already know. Already know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do best <laughs> is over explain things that you're well aware yeah. of. Well, you no, know, you're not going to get anything out of listening to this. It's <laughs> probably a lot of podcasts. Let's just add to it. <laughs> Let's just add to the pile. But so so Matt, horror movies. Yeah. I horror we were, movies. We were hanging out a little bit before we hit the old record button and we were about to get into it. So now I want to go back to uh we'll get into yeah. for anyone who's just now joining us, which is everyone. Um what's your thoughts on like horror movies? You, is there any ones that you like or are you just like kind of overall like not a huge not a huge fan of them in, in general? Yeah, what are you yeah. doing during spooky season? You, I love that you mentioned that. By the way, that was such a little nice little touch. <laughs> yeah. You're like spooky season. We're well, watching I get, horror. I movies. get spooky as shit, bro. You don't even hell know. yeah, dog. Oh, is that so what, you, what do you get? <laughs> what are you getting spooky but, um, to? You get too spooked, or you get too you spooked? Know, what are you watching? Scooby Doo, Harry Potter. No, all the really love, scary shit. Yeah. I love. Yeah, that's funny. He's like the he's like the Godfather of spook. That's what they say. Yeah, that's yeah. people have called him that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just picturing like yeah, scrap, so... Scrappy getting married or something. And... <laughs> and my cousin, Godfather of Spook. Scooby Doo. It's Scooby. Shaggy calls him that. All right. Well, let's see. I've already taken us off on too many tangents. No, I know, that's but what, you know what? That's what, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, is, there, so is there a scary movie that you do like, or yeah? So, name? I was actually I was thinking about this as I was watching this movie, as <laughs> I was saying earlier. Kind of, this is one of the only times since like high school film class where I've sat down and watched a movie with the intent to try to like analyze it, kind of ask myself why I have certain opinions of it and things like that. Is that and fun? It, it was. It was really enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. And we were in film class together um, in high school. Yeah, good times. Shout out Mr. Enlow. I'm Mr. sure you're Enlo. listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to thank um, him in my uh, podcast award speech. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was sitting down watching this movie and thinking to myself how I don't really have that many horror movies that I rate very highly. I feel like I kind of have them to a little bit of a higher standard. There are three that I think in retrospect, I think are just like outstanding, amazing films. And for me, that's Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity. Oh, those those three, I think the ring was the ring. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Those three, I think are activity. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a that's a great one. We had Christian Rubino on. Yeah. Oh, awesome. What do you like so much about Paranormal Activity? Yeah. So you like the found footage stuff. It seems like. Yeah, I do because it feels more real. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing for horror films for me is the purpose of a horror film is to make you scared, obviously. And so the ones that are more realistic are the ones that are going to scare me more. And in particular, I feel like there's a lot of horror movies where people make just like really bad decisions, like Mm -hmm. over and over again. And for me, like, that's just really hard to get past in a lot of movies. And like, I get why that's a thing in horror movies, because in real life, people usually don't end up in these really shitty situations because we're naturally like really scared of scary shit and we fucking run away. Mm. So like, if you're going to make a movie where people end up in these horrifying circumstances, they're going to have to make some bad decisions to get there, because if they were making good decisions, they wouldn't have gotten into those circumstances in the first place. That's so I feel like point. that's kind yeah. of a, a ubiquitous um, theme of horror films. It's like people making bad decisions, mm-hmm. like especially slasher going yeah. back into the house when they should have fucking ran down the street or, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about the umpteen yeah. million horrible decisions. The main characters made in this movie, I'm sure. But um, seeking out yeah, for me, it's, yeah. it's weird because I was thinking about it and I was like, it's ties into that whole idea of suspension of disbelief. And for me, it's like, for some reason, I have no problem. like believing like okay yeah there's this mirror that kills people but then like one of the main characters makes an illogical decision and i'm like yo fuck this movie you know what i mean oh interesting yeah <laughs> sure so I would, I would say the movie is yeah i th- um, i'm gonna just posit that people have a problem with the movie because the the mirror is like not as an it's not an active participant but i think it, what it's ends up being capable of and what it stands for and just all of it's like um like its abilities if you will yeah. were yeah. cool i i was on board with what's yeah i thought like, it was a great the, villain. the mirror stuff cool. yeah. they established yeah. some uh 
some like key parts of it as far as like the plants, the dog. You yeah, know, the this movie's amazing. Dehydrated. At like that. they they were like mm-hmm. very early on laying down what it's some of its effects are. Although they did leave it open ended as well. So some of the things mm-hmm. that did pers- um, perspire <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that did. Uh, I mean, trans- I, I perspired. I perspired a little. <laughs> yes, while I was it, so. perspire. Yeah. Yes, it was. They were just sweat. This movie was sweaty. Sweaty. Yeah, it was a sweaty movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. But oh my god, it's, just, it's just getting tubs, but it's camping the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real try hard, this movie. But, uh, yeah. No, it's it, it leaves it open ended where like the haunted aspect of it and this mm-hmm. that sort of spooky ghost yeah. side of it, it still remains somewhat open. But those effects are uh laid out early on, almost like yeah, quick, quickly, almost like too quick, quickly. We're yeah, like she lays down some of those. I'm kind of getting into it, I guess, but like the past cases what? of all the mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of who like I'm curious about some of the specifics, how she got some of that. Didn't show any of that like shoe leather, yeah. shoe leather of her running out towards the like library or archives. And where do you don't find that, that information? Yeah. Like doesn't. Yeah, you don't want to see that maybe. But yeah, I'm just you don't I'm curious about like, yeah, how you know specifically so much. But uh, yeah, I, I wrote. Oh, yeah, I wrote in my notes. So if we were going to go through some of these cases of the mirror, it's the first guy, <laughs> the first guy got burned uh. t- to beyond recognition. Uh, the second guy was a fat guy and then he was a skinny guy. And then his death report was inconclusive or like, it didn't say why he, how he died or something like that. Uh, at the end, is what At least said. he died skinny. He died skinny. Yes. They, right. That's one of the highest oh, really honors <laughs> a person can have at the end of their life. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like there's like a, a prequel of him just like looking at the mirror and he just starts working. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Like, honestly. Yeah. The mirrors making the him work time out. He had a mirror and he looked at himself and he was like, God like, damn, damn, I'm out of shape. Yeah. You need to pump up. Yeah. Uh, and then one person died dehydrated in a bathtub i think was it like they were in a bathtub for like three days and they de- died of dehydration or something like that yeah and then there was like the the parents of the kids that they i don't know like the lady that like broke every bone in her body with a hammer and started going to work <laughs> on her head and that's when they they found her and the kids were like in the well or something like that um and yeah so very unspecific like, about like, what it's capable of doing looking at yeah. every picture just like this and then this and then this and right this. and then it's just like that whole scene made me immediately stop liking the main character i don't know if it was mm. the character or the actress but i just like oh see this is where i started to uh, love it and i herald the movie it was because just I w- way too I was try hard a, but i was such sweaty. a fan of, it was like it, it, it is sweaty for sure but <laughs> it was just like they were trying the rules so stuff, hard. <sighs> they were trying so hard to make it seem like this girl like was like such a badass and like had all of her shit figured out. And it was like, let's make her talk really fast because that'll make it seem like she knows her shit and she's like more important. And it was like this weird like Gilmore Girls version of a horror movie. I love and Gilmore Girls. It was kind of a, but her her cadence was a little Gilmore Girlsy. Yeah, it was, it like was and quick. I didn't like that. I never, I mean, I never liked Gilmore Girls for the same reason. Oh, really? I think because it was like, if we talk really fast, people will think we're cool. Yeah, and like we know what we're talking about, and it's like, well, no, that's 
not how it works. Well, they just no, had so yeah, many good. I, I, I don't know if that was written into the character, if that was an actress thing, but I, I didn't really like it. That was just me. Okay. Gotcha. I, I mean, another interpretation that I got is, is that it like, just like in Gilmore Girls, and I love that show, is that this person has put in a lot of work, is coming to the situation with a lot of information, a lot of research. They seem competent and they seem confident in what they're doing, as opposed to a damsel in distress or just some some yeah. person that's just there by happenstance or is just almost like falling into a succession of traumatic or like, uh, you know horrifying situations she was like purposely putting them into that going out and yeah yeah and no i I 100% agree with you that's what they were trying to put forward and communicate and they succeeded in that but i feel like it was too over the top it was like very transparent to me that that's what they were trying to do and that's what made me and it just made me go like this is just like too try hard is it the kind of dial it down like the performance was the actress maybe it was the writing i'm not i'm not sure I, I did I feel like the acting in this movie in general acting. is kind of disappointing. It left yeah. me wanting. Yeah. If if I'm trying to find the nicest way to way to put it, but I I watched this movie once before, uh, and it was pretty forgettable to me beyond like some main parts. But I think there's something with some of the performances, yeah, that that leaves me like a little feeling a little bland about where yeah. some things should be hitting <laughs> a little bit harder, and then they <laughs> just they just kind of don't. Um, I mean, I have mixed feelings about, uh, the, the main character or oh, what's, what's her name? I, I forget. Karen Gillian. Yeah. And her name's like Carrie or something. The, the character, the guy, like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I didn't Tim, the Kaylee and Tim, um, yeah. but Tim, man, I just, he seemed like he had the same face, like the whole yeah. time, just like kind of generally concerned and like, it looks fro- like a character from World. eyebrow. From Wayne kind World? of reminded me of James a little bit. Of me? Yeah, of you a little bit. I, I swear to God. <laughs> after James is talking shit on him, he's a handsome guy. He is, <laughs> he's a handsome like, yeah. but, but if anything, you would just go like, he seems like he's, like, he's like a himbo where he's like, he looks great on screen, but yeah. he doesn't have a whole lot going on up yeah. here. It was just not, a concern face the whole time. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But like, no, that's yeah. what I do. I, that's I get, why. That's why I'm annoyed by it. It was just friction <laughs> rubbing too close to home. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, James also it, only it, has one like emotion. The, I don't know. All, all of <laughs> you mean that? I'm so confused. I'm so confused and concerned by what you just said, Matt. What do you mean? His whole oh god, his whole situation is yeah. The dad was a really bad actor too. Rory, the mom, the mom was a really good actress. I thought she was the only good good. actress in the show. She was in Wrongfully Accused, wasn't she, Brandon? We watched Wrongfully Accused recently. I think she's like the love interest in that Leslie Nielsen movie that we watched. It's a great Leslie Nielsen parody of like the Fugitive and U.S. Marshals, and it's stupid and great, and I love it. Um, Rory Cochran, I'm not sure what else I've seen him in. Yes, Empire this, Records, which we've done on the that's pod. That's right. That's right. I He's really didn't like him in that confused. movie. I really didn't like him in Empire Records. I know. Yeah, I would love to hear that take again, because Matt, if you don't remember Empire Records, it was like a, I've never it, seen it. it's I've, a cult I like know what it classic. is. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a cold classic movie. It's got like a really young Liv Tyler in it. And it's just, it, it's very similar to Dazed and Confused, which is uh, Rory Cochran is in as well, of just uh, like high, high school teenage you know high school college kids uh going through shit in their life and they're and it all really happens like in a day or whatever um, yeah yeah pretty yeah it's that's a yeah he's kind of he's kind of a stinker stinker in that movie um yeah, it's interesting to see him growing up and like there is just like there's some effective aspects of him where i think there's like a something kind of bubbling at the surface at all points with him where uh-huh. even when he is being nice you're just like kind of like I don't know if something with, with his face or something where you're like, kind of just like, I don't know. This guy's rubbing me the wrong way. Something's something's off here. Uh, which there was. His resting face is almost like for like, and I do this, I'm guilty of it for sure. Of he's just very like kind of a little squinty eye, like very, like, like, the, I, like I lean in. I, 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 like I can the, sympathize with some of that. Like look, the guy's yeah. version of the resting bitch face. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of furrowed <laughs> brows in this movie. A lot of, a lot of furrowed Many a brow. Many a brow is furrowed in Oculus, the motion picture. It seems like you two guys, and by and large, like, I, I don't know. There, I, I, I liked how animated Carrie, uh, Carrie, Karen Gillen, Gillen, Karen Gillen, who's Scottish, by the way. Isn't that interesting? Because I mean, you, it came out a little bit when she was talking, but for the most part, she, I don't know. It sounded like an American accent. It wasn't distracting, right? Mm-mm. fucking hell what's this light bulb <laughs> sorry that was my best that was my best i got long hair <laughs> i'll wear a kilt <laughs> oh that's right she, so did, she did ask for some haggis at one point that's weird yeah, that, yeah. that's why the bagpipes were in there oh man that would make yeah. sense just never mind i like the movie now she's great in uh jumanji as well movies that i did not expect to like but those two jumanji like uh, when they came back and did mm-hmm. franchise and stuff and made a couple, they're pretty funny movies and she's great in them. Yeah. She's very animated and I think she handles timing well. And I mean, again, I, yeah, I, I didn't mind her performance. Um, yeah. It's interesting though. The, the, the thing with the Scottish thing, that's just so funny how like close in relation it was, is that I was uh, <laughs> really giving uh, the main actor of hackers a lot of shit because he's Scottish as well. And his right. like, uh, American, <laughs> his American, the guy that's the main character. Trans- of, he's in uh, train spotting. Spot. Well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in hackers, and his American mm-hmm. accent is awful. <laughs> it is so just like, like he's like a robot. he has to he think about you, it. You see him thinking, man. You see him thinking about how yeah. to talk in an American accent while he's acting, yeah. and it just really is distracting in the movie where he just yeah like does like things with his mouth too in his head. But no, she she handled it well. Um, I am an American man and I must (laughs) upload this on my computer before it's too late. (laughs) Angelina. (laughs) A a great, a great, a a revelatory performance. I'm doing all my uh, impersonations tonight. I hope you guys, I hope you guys are happy. uh, You you know, I'm just, I'm just lining them up. And uh, also, I mean, we haven't, have you tuned up yet? Have you tuned that one up yet? Which one? (laughs) Oh, t- oh, I'm working on it. I'm constantly working on it. He's, he's constantly working on his John Lithgow. I am John is it like Lithgow. Your... It's like very throaty. John. Is it John, your, is it your John. magnum? It's yes. It's my magnum opus, if you will. It will be. But it, Wait, yeah. can, I, 
Did I quote that wrong? I was trying to quote a. No, you got it. Zoolander. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. And then I added the opus. Okay. Magnum. Okay. But I was going to bring up, we haven't brought up really uh, the old uh, Flanagan. The Flanagan, mm. Flanagan of it all of this movie, let's, which is let's, which is the director and, and uh, somebody who has made other material that has, yeah. has made me like go like, who is this guy? I'd like to follow him and see what else he's he's done. Mainly uh, for me, it was Haunting of Hill House. The two haunting Mine. shows were like, yeah huge and then yeah midnight mass i know brandy mass was great brandini you like oh, midnight mass was that. mine where i was like yeah. this you've seen midnight Dude, mass that was one of the best tv shows i've ever seen it was great that's what yeah. i was saying Everyone i was it, like man. i love it i think it's one of the greatest shows of all time almost like it says I so was, much about just like religion and just so many other facets and, of, of human and like, existence yeah. and, and then it has like the supernatural and scary elements as well which yeah. is like kind of all of his stuff and then dr sleep another one which is a, sh- a sequel to the shining how could this be good and i watched it and it's good I and i and that. i want to see that one yeah i, wa- yeah. I want to watch it again but there's it just goes in a different direction and it's it's wonderful and i if, if you will indulge me like i was when i was watching this i was like trying to run down some like lists of flanagan isms so i had like family tr- drama isms Flanaganisms. Uh, I had like Flanagan, uh, family drama, trauma, personal trauma, grief, toxic love, people being told the, oh, what is that? Oh, like, oh, like they're wrong. Like, and they have to like convince themselves that they're right about something kind of Rosemary's baby ish a little bit Mm -hmm. like supernatural, like childhood uh, and the like passage of time and memory and uh, cyclical like cycles to life and everything like that. I just like very basic themes, but a lot of that stuff, I think, just works. plays so well in in a way that like to to you you are haunted by tr- by trauma and then to right. know that mm. it it manifests itself yeah. in a physical form or spiritual form and that sometimes in he he does this thing where you almost curse yourself through your own decision making mm-hmm. and 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 stuff like that like i really like the agency that that puts on someone within a horror movie where even if they are going to make bad decisions which some people do like they have they are held accountable in the, in a more psychological way a lot of his stuff is is very psychological as well and yeah and all the f- familial stuff where it's a lot of growing up with your family and and the the traumas mm-hmm. that that come out of that and becoming your own person yeah. and, um i i don't know i i really like how he's able to purpose purposely do that stuff and then also have supernatural elements and a ghost story on top of it all yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely not the first horror film I've seen where I feel like it was really a story about trauma mm-hmm. and just Absolutely. how to deal with trauma as a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it reminded me a lot of, um, have you seen that movie, His House? No. Mm-mm. Oh, you should watch that one. His House. Um, it really hits the nail on the head with just trauma and PTSD and the things mm-hmm. that it does to people's minds and really yeah. good film. So, it's, that's, so that's, that's horror, man. That's true horror. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Because, because it's, it's relatable, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something that we're that like haunts us at a fundamental level, right? Mm-hmm. Is trauma. It sticks with us. It affects us. It some prevents us from going outside or doing things, which is just very much a horrifying thing to feel trapped um, in your own mind. Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely, and. So a lot of that weight is placed on Tim in this movie, which Mm -hmm. because there's a reading of this movie where 
almost all of it is in his mind. And there was a traumatic thing that happened in his childhood. And a lot of it is a reconciliation and then a regression into it. And he goes from this, he, he ends up where he began. Essentially, mm-hmm. he went through mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, uh, work, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what you would say. They're working through stuff. Um, mm-hmm. To then immediately get sucked back in by his sister, which is a fa- which is fascinating. Because, right. But that's that's so indicative of somebody that a real life experience where yeah, somebody, who's, you know, your family members are the ones that can be enablers or suck you back into mm-hmm. um, or have uh, like cause a regression mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And so uh, the weight is on him. And I agree. I he doesn't convey a wide range of emotions well so it just really you know is a is a flaw of the movie is that a lot of a lot of it like we're it's he's our the audience surrogate right mm. and yeah his ability to handle that is uh waivers at times for sure that's what i realized this yeah. time around and, and yeah the first the first time i watched and why it didn't really stick with me is i know I'm, I'm repeating myself a bit but just like that the right and after partaking in more flanagan stuff Cause I'm a Flanna fan now. I'm um, such a Flanna fan. I'm a Flanna stan, if you will. But, uh, it just, I was realizing this time around that his character isn't necessarily badly written. Like, I think no. it's kind of set up for him yeah. to, uh, right. kind of drive home some of the, the larger points of the overall of the film in general. And mm-hmm. I think he's harnessed with that task, but it's just a matter of, uh, of executing it. And I think, Karen Gillan was going more with like a, a kind of a manic or anxious sort of way about it. We're obsessive or more than, more obsessive. than anything. She's just been mm-hmm. obsessing about this for however long I, you know, had questions about how she could even, let's see. So she works where at the auction house and then she's mm-hmm. able to, there's like the ding and the bottom of the mirror. So she's like, Oh, I'm going to go get that fixed. She's an art seller. And she then almost she is takes like an it herself to go get it mm-hmm. fixed. Yeah. And when I was just like, they were so concerned about the molding. And I guess that was when they were moving into their house. But I was like, yeah, that molding is delicate. And then they just see her seem like shove it in the back of her car. I'm just like, I don't know if that's going to do very well in that forerunner or whatever the fuck it is. Right. <laughs> whatever. These are all like, yeah. So she just works in the auction auction house, right? Like selling like, uh, yeah. Antiques. Art, art pieces, antiques and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Apparently totally. she works for her fiance or husband or whatever he was i don't know for me for a loop works for him it sounds like maybe maybe they met in that i don't know sphere of you know whatever that work is i was a little confused when like he was chastising her for her like workplace behavior and then they start making out yeah, he was pretty uh, chill. Also, about, hey, by the way, you left this uh, copy of a dead body in the fa- in the fax machine. <laughs> yeah, right? for dinner later. It's like <laughs> he was like pretty chill about yeah. some of that stuff. She's like, I'm going through a lot right now. Just don't me like just going to print yeah. out some dead bodies every now and then. I mean, it was pretty cool that they brought in Nathan from One Tree Hill to play that character. So that was pretty cool. Oh, man. Do you guys yeah, realize that? No, I'm not familiar. I I'm not familiar. You guys ever watched that show? No, no. Really? Dude, that was Girls, all the rage when we were in like eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm gonna blame my girlfriend for reminding me of that because she watches it every now and then. Still. I mean, I wish Carla yeah, was here. She would love that reference. That husband was Nathan from One Tree Hill. He was like one of the main characters. Gotcha. Oh wow. Mm. Oh. 
I liked. I mean, I, I liked, they I liked did, how they, they brought did him back. Dirty in this. Yeah. Didn't dunk on anybody the whole movie. <laughs> Is that what he does in Montreal? <laughs> no, <laughs> he plays basketball. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like basketball and like crying and high school drama. <laughs> that sounds like my high school life. <laughs> Apparently, there's a hell with a tree on it. I don't know. Uh, only one tree. Only one tree. Only one. <laughs> and that's where they went to school in the tree. There was like a high school in, <laughs> in, the, school tree in, the, tree. Yeah, in the tree house. Yeah, it's actually a movie about Keebler elves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that would be so much more interesting. That's my description of someone who's never seen it. <laughs> a high school drama about Keebler elves. Oh, called One Tree Hill. <laughs> Going oh, to high God. school in, inside their little tree. Um, they have to make how did we get on this topic? <laughs> I, let's keep going. Maybe the <laughs> press on the gas. Maybe snap we'll crackle popper there. They substitute every now and then. Who knows? <laughs> okay, we can't. We can't go too far. We can't. Or should we? Um. um <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, she, she gets yeah. the mirror. She's like obsessive about doing all this. She sets every sets everything up. She knows all all of the effects of the mirror. There's even where she's trying to track. And I like, I, yeah, I like how she's breaking it all down. Where I like it at a certain point, she's it. like, "This is yeah. the effective range of where the." Mirror I like is. that they did that, but like I said, I just felt like it was too try hard and like over the top with the mm. presentation. They, they clearly the set up the rules, and mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of that because. And then they, they didn't follow the rules. No, <laughs> that's not true. It, 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 it off like, the window like 20 minutes later. Yeah, yeah, it peed off like a slot machine because at that point it, you introduce the concept of the calling every hour by the boyfriend the um like box she break it is so funny to think about her like spending this time where she's got this elaborate setup and there is even a shot of her where she's resetting the um yeah. boat anchor that she has but then also added weights as well so there's like 45 pounds on there on top of the boat anchor but she's like your, your usual like, kind of boat anchor <laughs> rig you know you know, yeah, You're right. Usually, like, how I rig my boat anchors. <laughs> we all know how that goes. When you want to yeah. just, you know, have a mirror <laughs> smashed on its own. She was able uh, to buy that house back too. But how, like, how long has she owned that house again? There were, I mean, I maybe it was, it was just because the last like thirty minutes of the movie was so chaotic. But I feel like there were times when they just like, like there was one part where she was being like harassed by the mirror or something or something really scary was happening to her and then the alarm goes off and she's like oh shit i have to run and like push the button to make sure the mirror doesn't get destroyed yeah. and it's like why don't you just like just not do that and let the mirror get destroyed because it's it was to the point in the movie where she was like losing her fucking mind and like mm-hmm. it was clearly the part where she was kind of trying to find a way to get out of it and then she's like oh no i gotta save the mirror I think you have right. a, you have a point because there isn't really something in concrete that she is striving or like a goal. Yeah, she's there was no really specific overall, goal. Like, she's like, I want proof, just proof. Yeah, like, and then it seemed like general. pretty early on but, but when to that, who, to when where, like, to what? Yeah, and it seemed like pretty early on there was that part where they like they don't remember what they did or they thought they did something else. They went back oh, and, and looked at the, the cameras and they saw themselves moving mm-hmm. the cameras together. Uh, and oh, so she treated it like that cool. was like the proof that she got. She was like, yes, mm-hmm, finally man. I did it. I got the proof. <laughs> and then she proceeded to just like not destroy the mirror at all and just like continue getting her whole life fucked up by it. I mean, that's not really proof. So that was for me, it, like that was one of those somebody, moments. Like that's just a video of two people moving cameras together. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but like, like you said, there was no specific like, this is what I need. Like right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, totally. Like, she what is the to prove it to herself? It seemed like, and at that point, she right. kind of yeah. did. And so she'd what, very proven it to herself. Mean? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. if things progressed and continued to get just totally out of hand and they had no idea what was going on and power was going off, phones weren't working, they were losing their minds. And then they're yeah. still like running across the house full speed to go like prevent the mirror from being destroyed. And then they're like standing out on the street and they have a chance to just like walk away and they don't. Mm-hmm. So for me, there were just like too many moments like that where it was just like my suspension of belief, disbelief didn't really like all over you met the threshold yeah, yeah it was like, threshold. it was trying to tell you like each point in time where they had a chance to like get away the mirror would just find a way to constantly like bring them yeah. back and whether they were like that's kind of like a, effective at that or not yeah is, is, a, is up yeah. yeah it's kind of like a, a cheap tool to use to have mm-hmm. your characters make poor decisions yeah i don't know no, fair i mean because yeah, some, of that, some yeah. of that stuff is but i did i did really but I did I did really like the idea in this movie that the mirror, all it was really doing, it seemed like, was it was making people's it was taking control of people's minds. It wasn't like actually doing anything physical to anybody. Mm-hmm. It was just fucking with people's heads. Yeah. Almost like did you ever see like 1408 or 1508 yeah. or a John Cusack yeah, 1408, movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar kind of thing where like nothing physical was happening. It was all just in his head. It was almost like a bad, bad mm-hmm. acid trip or something. That was a fucking yeah. ending and, too. And I was thinking about that during this movie and I was thinking about all the ways that the mirror allegedly killed all those people that she talked about really fast Mm. and what it did to her parents and what it was doing to them. And it seemed like at no point did the mirror ever like physically do something Mm -hmm. to someone or like bring someone back from the dead to do something and like touch somebody. Mm -hmm. It was all just like fucking with people's heads and then getting them to do things to themselves. Right. Mm, Which right. I thought was a pretty cool idea. And I mean, that's, it ties yeah. into the whole concept of a mirror too, because uh-huh. right. I mean, there's so much we could say about, yeah, the analogy something. that's inherent in using a mirror as a device like that and having you looking into yourself and then having that cause the problems. Yeah. So I'm just, I, I'm now, was, I love that whole part of it. I thought that was great. I just thought the execution could have been a little bit better, especially the last like 30 minutes. It was just turned into like chaos, like, it's like one minute he's a little kid, he's running around, and he's an adult again, then he's a kid, and it's like I, I had no fucking clue what was going on. Yeah, it's very similar to uh Blue Valentine, the movie with Ryan Gosling, where it's like mm. you know, two points coming to a head, and then so mm-hmm. like again, I mean but Blue I really, Valentine did it in a coherent way where you could follow it. This one was just I, like, I was confused about it at first because I even wrote in my notes, I was like wait, is this different time periods? Because it was a, a, a little opaque to me about like, oh, are are these kids the same as, you know, Tim and and Katie or whatever her name is? And yeah. like, then it clicks in when they are in the house and they're essentially like seeing premonitions or like visions of themselves in the house. Then I was like, oh, got it. Okay, this is like, two different time periods and really and all of that is to the trauma kind of angle that you would take on this is that yeah. these childhood traumas are still with them and they're experiencing them mainly as they're in the house and all of that i also want to say too like you know this is we're doing another blumhouse movie and a very care like strong characteristic of a blumhouse movie is that it is made very cheaply and the way that they do that is have very few locations and yeah. this movie takes almost entirely inside it was almost house. in the house that was one thing that i was going to mention that i actually really liked i, I thought, thought that, that was, was really neat yeah especially if uh-huh. they are going to yeah. do two different timelines you can dress the same s- scene yeah. different right. ways and have mm-hmm. it have it be 
different. Yeah. And I thought that was, and I thought the whole, and I thought the whole idea of like kind of blending the two timelines together was like a really cool idea. I feel like it just played out a little bit too frenetically. Okay. Like it was just a little bit more coherent and I think it could have been a lot better. Yeah. I think the payoff was, was a little left in the air. I think, I think they, obviously they had that set up with as, <laughs> as we said, Chekhov's bow ink, bow anchor and stuff. So like <laughs> something's going to fucking pop off with that shit, but yeah, yeah. Um, it is such a psychological movie and the psychological irony and twist is, has a lot to do with the son and where he ends up at the end. And that's sick. It's just all leading to, to getting him in that position. So some of the mm-hmm. stuff in the middle gets, I think a little muddied cause you can tell that they're just yeah. they're trying to get this long shot to get him to mm-hmm. fucking murder someone right. and get blamed for it. Um, and the bloom house of it all, I think is interesting as well too, where I think for other Flanagan stuff I've seen on Netflix, it seems like they've get and him doing TV shows. He's able to let things live and breathe a bit more before yeah, it gets to the scary stuff. Something I was going to with mention. this, it's like yeah. a little bit more like, no, we need more payoff, more juicy, like mm-hmm. scary, spooky stuff. And that had more yeah. house written all over it. Whereas other Flanagan stuff, I think is stronger where it feels like it has restraint and it doesn't need to play those more tricks as much. Study. Yeah. More character yeah. development, just more time. And I was something I was asking myself when I realized who the director was too, is I wonder how this would have played out if he had the time to mm-hmm. put a little bit more into the character development, like he did with. Which the television have, we, we, we've seen it. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, stuff like yeah. midnight mass, which is yeah. all of the, all of the criticism that I've read about that show is that it's boring and slow. That's what? What yeah. show are these people watching? Well, I, Okay, I I disagree, and you do <laughs> yeah. as well. But if you were to you know just play devil's advocate, like there are episodes that it is just like just co- a conversation between two people is mainly yeah. the episode that's like you know fifteen minutes long, seemingly or whatever. I guess I guess when I sign up for a TV show, it's there's also like no I know gore what or for. anything until uh, yeah. like a little ways into it, even you know, yeah. and then it starts again. I just I'm such a, a Flana a Flana fan where he I, I dig his writing, his the way that he sets things up and pays it off. The just where he puts the camera, like yeah. there are things about this there's movie, like this stuff. didn't. For for how small the budget is, how mm-hmm. small the scope is, it looks good. It looks like an expensive movie. Give, I mean, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that it's only in one location predominantly, like it looks good. It looks almost yeah. like a David Fincher movie, you know. And it was, it's a, it made, was a pretty, made for a quarter of the price. It was a pretty low budget film. Yeah, I want to say that for I one location. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And, and this was kind of before Flanagan cast. was. This was kind of before Flanagan was a big deal. I think so. Yeah. And very much so because yeah. this movie came out in uh, 2014. Yeah. I guess it's know? kind of weird for me having seen haunting and five million dollar midnight mass before seeing Oculus. For sure. That's kind of gave uh, me this like expectation. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also cool to see uh, where he, where he came from and yeah, absolutely. improve yeah. as well. Yeah. And he also did uh Gerald's game, which is on Netflix. I've been meaning to watch that. He did Ouija origin of evil, which sounds very fascinating because it's a sequel to a shitty dumb movie called Ouija that I did not We're really like, do that it, this week, but it's a prequel. Uh, so we'll be doing that uh, next time. And that came out in uh, 2016, pretty close after this. Um, and then yeah, Dr. Sleep, the haunting 
uh, shows and now Midnight Club is, is out and then he's doing Fall of the House of Usher is his next single. I love that. Pretty fucking excited for for that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, doesn't that sound so cool, Matt? Doesn't that like right up his alley? The house of, yeah, that's like perfect. That makes me think. Is of, that based on something that sounds familiar? Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Oh. It's like the house that has and Martian it's Chronicles like does a little Martian on it Chronicles. Too. Yeah. Well, and it's in there too, but it's it it essentially is like a a bunch of different stories that are all like kind of anchored. Oh, like about, an anthology kind like of an, style. Yeah. Well, that's what Martian Chronicles is, but Follow the House Usher is just yeah. a story itself by Edgar Allan Poe. I thought that no. there are parts of the house that are about certain things, and then maybe that was a chapter. Uh I might get yeah. I was confusing that too because I was like, saw that he he made it. I was like, oh, I always I was misremembering certain parts that were in Martian Chronicles. I feel like, but I, I'll have to. I want to okay. reread that Edgar Allan Poe, so I, I could be could be wrong on that. But that sounds perfect for for him. It makes totally. me think of Robert Eggers doing Nosferatu, and that yes. just like is like makes so much fucking sense. I'm like, yes, that that has that's happening, and I'm I'm so so ready. Have um, you seen The Northman, Matt? Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, yeah, right. That guy's doing no Northman's fucking yeah. dope. <laughs> we're a huge Northman fans, huge Robert Edgar fans, because we, uh, when we were first doing this podcast, a movie, and I think it might be my highest rated movie, if not my second highest rated, uh, The Witch by Robert Edgar's is incredible. If you haven't seen it and you like the North, as far as horror movies, yeah, started. The Witch was really good. Yeah, yeah. it's a great horror movie. Yeah. It's yeah, so much a setting, but the thing, just like you know, yeah, there's. There's such a smart and wit and um, uh, like a fulfilling or interesting uh, thing that just, yeah, I gravitate towards with this movie. Uh, spoiler alert. But yeah, like, and, but just Flanagan in general, you know, he he does. Yeah, I don't know that he write because and I was uh, mentioned this to James the other day, but like he Flanagan wrote, directed and edited this movie. <laughs> oh, he wrote it, too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. he wrote it with somebody else but he was it was like flanagan and then this other guy or whatever i just i don't know i trust him with my life if like i, I just i just feel like you give him a house and a camera and a few people that are in a family together he's gonna make fucking magic because yeah that's what the haunting shows is just like essentially like especially the first of hill house is just a family in a big house <laughs> Or in a funeral home, that funeral home episode. Oh my god, it's that. You remember that one, Matt? With the like, it's all one shot, the whole fucking episode. I mean, it's I don't not, remember it off the top of my head, but it's like you can see where they they cut, you know, in between. But it's it's presented mm-hmm. as if the whole thing yeah. is one shot in the funeral home. So it's like, like the guy Birdman can take style. one location and just make make the world out of it. I think, which is yeah. makes sense why he's been given more opportunities. Um, but I, I mean, we're kind of in. The thick of it, you guys want to roll through to, I don't know, like fi- final act sort of stuff. There's some spooky stuff that happens leading up to it. Like, uh, I think the light bulb is like a classic, like good horror movie scene from you can plug. Yeah, they set that up really well. That was really mm-hmm. great. And the, like you could see it coming. You knew it was going to happen, but you were still like, that's a, that's exactly what you want out of a, yeah. out of yeah. a scary <laughs> movie is just like, oh, don't do it. Oh, she did it. And then like the, mm-hmm. the takeaway it's and, and, uh, the sounds audio editing. And that was just grisly man of her chomping down on the glass and spitting it up and like freaking out. And then the editing between the two of her face looking so similar to the other face. Once it cuts to her with the apple, it's like, yeah, r- really, really well done. 
Um, and then the fingernail with the dad was another like grisly oh. moment that was just like, yes. cause yeah. I remember as a kid, like going into like my so mom's much. office or something and like seeing that little thing. And I would just like play yeah. with it on my finger and just be like, <laughs> I always imagined it was some kind of weapon when I was a kid. It fits so well around your finger. You're yeah. like, yeah. And you feel like, I felt like it was like a Pac-Man or something. I don't know, but I would see how hard I can do it before it started to hurt or something. And to see him just, I was like, Oh, it's another one of those, just like, rip it don't off. do it. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, and then body that, I, I think that's where this movie is effective in the horror sense of that. Here's, you know, switching to what reality it really is like that whole build up, everything kind of gets horrific and something weird happens. And then it does that jump cut really quick back into what's really happening. Um, whether it's worse or better in the real world is kind of like back or mm -hmm. forth. It's just like constantly fucking with their mind. Like you were saying, I think that was really well put, Matt, of like it's feasting on you and what, yeah. you know, what's going on with you. And it's not. And it's just projecting your yourself head. back to yourself yeah. in like the way that it knows it'll, it'll fuck with you the most. Yeah. Um, and I thought that. And I think that those ideas whole, are, are cool. Yeah. And I think that whole concept plays really well into those movies that all tend to like happen inside like a one space, like a house or something like that. Because like anytime a movie happens like that, maybe it's just because of my own experiences when we were younger, but it reminds me of like a bad acid trip. Where you're like mm, stuck sure. in this house and it's just like time seems like it's moving backwards and it's going on forever and all this crazy shit is happening that doesn't make sense totally. it's all in your head mm -hmm. and it's just like this movie reminded me of that like i said 1408 reminded me of that and a few others that i can't think of off the top of my head that are kind of similar where it's like you're just kind of like locked in this little space with your mind yeah i mean even the lighthouse like, let's is, see what happens yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I think those are, I mean, the, like for me, it's some of my favorites are like the sci-fi side of things where it's like alien and the thing I've mentioned in the past where it's like uh, claustrophobic oh. in that sense too of a bunch yes, of people. Yes, or The are, Shining. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, you can't get much, yeah, where you're just in a location <laughs> and you yeah. have to come to terms, I don't know, with because some of the most horrific things for me is prison. Warp your mind. Yeah is like is like being locked in a cell stuck. and yeah. being mm -hmm. stuck with your own mind and not being able to go anywhere yeah everything is like and just yeah variations on that sort of horror and touching into that sort of feeling i think is effective mm -hmm. um in that stir crazy sort of way and right yeah i don't that's where i'm mixed on uh our main character where i'm just like i get that she's obsessive she's in building this all up her whole life so she's going to be kind of like let's go. We got to figure this out. We've got to do this now. And I know. Oh, yeah, what absolutely. Doing, but yeah. But it's just like a really abrasive and, um, yeah, that's a good word. Intense. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, then this, like you were saying, man, this final act kind of gets chaotic and like all this shit kind of coalesces in terms of like the timelines are kind of going back and forth and you get, uh, yeah, like, all the stuff that they've been talking about with their past and what happened is playing out kind of in almost in real time in front of you with actors yeah. changing places with their younger and older selves. And, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, it's, 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 it's tough to, discern. it works for me. It's tough to discern it if it's completely me. satisfying on, 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 uh, I'm just, maybe I'm just being devil's advocate of like, is it sad? Is this part satisfying to you guys? Like when it's doing this? 
I think fundamentally what happens is unsatisfying because he ultimately goes back into prison, essentially. And that's incredibly unsatisfying because realistically, you would want him to escape, right? And him to survive this and to be better for it. But instead, his sister dies and he's back in jail. So the the sense of of not being satisfied, I think, comes from that. But that is a, a like a a statement that the movie's making, Mm -hmm. you know, and I guess whether you want to accept it or you like it, yeah, is obviously up to you and your, your, how you feel personally about Mm -hmm. it. But I mean, yeah, it's a horror movie, you know, it's not going to end well, but yeah. Or if it does, there's going to be like the, the ellipsis of like, or is it, or or like the mirror, like one little, you break the mirror and then one little, yeah, one little shards left (laughs) watching you while you're cooking dinner. What do you think right. of the ending, Matt? <laughs> Death Dragon Flame 9000? So first of all, I thought that was... So at the very end, they were kind of like showing what I guess was a flashback to when they were kids and the and the police were like arresting this like nine-year-old kid. That was so funny. <laughs> he was, was like violently apprehending <laughs> this like nine-year-old kid whose parents just got murdered. They're just like, get in the back of the car, you hooligan. <laughs> like... <laughs> that kid was white that would have never yeah that would have never happened (laughs) (laughs) oh man that is yeah not a good way to treat a nine-year-old whose parents just got murdered and then kaylee got orphaned i guess yeah they just and they just got separated for their whole lives kind of right and then she never really visited him whatever yeah. I just think I still it's don't understand so if he was was he in prison for those ten years or was he in like no, a psych he was hospital? Psych- or he was yeah, in a yeah, psych yeah. hospital. Okay. okay, so I want to ask you, Matt, as a professional yeah. in that in that in that field, is so wait a minute, like he he's in a psychiatric <laughs> ward until he's eighteen. It, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It was crazy to no, me. What, where I just what? was like, where is he? It was crazy to me just in general that he, a kid that age was locked, like not allowed to be like go to school, like a normal school or do anything like that. It seemed like, right. Like at least have an attempt at normalcy with going to do certain things or at least having freedom. It legitimately seemed like he was court ordered to be in a psychiatric yeah. ward prison and he's I almost mean, like never even been out in the real world a little bit so a lot of a lot of those kind of laws about the intersection between like forensics and psychiatry like essentially what you do with people who are criminals but also mentally ill that varies state by state really drastically so i don't know what state mm-hmm. they were supposed to be in but i don't know what the laws are there so i can't really speak to that zero idea yeah (laughs) something that american pie middle america like if that happened if that happened in nevada like i would imagine we do have residential treatment facilities for the long-term treatment of kids with severe mental illness where you actually have school inside the hospital and I've worked at places like that before where you'll have the school as part of the psychiatric unit. You have classrooms and stuff mm-hmm. and teachers totally. who are well-trained to deal with the kinds of issues there. So I could see that being a thing. But one thing that I thought was a That's little not absurd. Him, though, right. That I can imagine I that being I mean, the case of somebody who like legitimately is debilitated by their mental illness. Yeah. that They're not able to like function in society. Like yeah. he's, he seemed to be aside from all the trauma that he had to work through, it didn't look like he was like throwing shit on the walls or something like that. Right. He was like 
mild mannered, dressed normally. Like it seemed like he. Hey could man, take you, care never of know, you never know. You never know who mild mannered. If you ask me, <laughs> yeah, you never right. know who a, who a wall pooper is going to be. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Just the quiet, just the quiet ones. The quiet ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice Somebody to be a little that, more edge, like coming at it. Like he seemed so in control. I don't know. He just seemed a little dude, perplexed. Could you imagine if Shia was I just couldn't get over. Oh, sure. Oh, that would have been amazing. Disturbia. I couldn't get over. Disturbia. I couldn't get over. Transformers. The, this guy just reminded me of like a boy, boy meets world character. Like Isn't I can't it? remember the name of the character yeah. who was like oh Sean uh, Corey's best friend yeah Sean, Sean. he reminded Sean. me of Sean I think it was the yeah, haircut totally. like the '90s kind of style yeah or which Eric. I get like he'd still be stuck in the '90s if he spent all of 2000s in a psych mm-hmm. hospital or whatever but that's man I totally but yeah something since we're talking about the whole like psychiatry thing playing a part in this movie one thing that I did think was hilarious very early on was how the psychiatrist was like. It's my opinion that he is he represents no risk whatsoever to himself or anyone else. And Dude, that, that just that blew my mind because there's no way you can ever up. make a statement like it. that. <laughs> it was you so can bad. never make a statement like that. Like you never know what someone's going to do. Like right. I know you guys, you're my really good friends. I'm not going to go to a court and say, "Yeah, he's no risk to anyone ever" cuz like you just <laughs> don't know. Like you can't say that. You can right. say no risk. Can you say that about you can't can like, you say that about anyone? Like that psychiatrist. Now that this shit, if he he says that, and now this shit happens, like he's losing his license, he's going to prison. Like <laughs> the doctor yeah, turns around, his eyes. No, the, his the eyes doctor would sober. potentially go to prison. Not maybe really? not go to prison, but he would lose his license. He would okay, probably okay. be sued. Like it, it would be bad for him because you can't say someone has no risk of hurting themselves right. or hurting anyone else. Totally. Anyways, uh, hey, hey, Frank, did you hear about that kid you let out last week? Yeah, you yeah. killed his sister with a boat anchor. <laughs> nice one, right. nice one, you dick. Yeah, it was dick. like an like an erector set of death. It's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, he, he maintains awesome. it's the mirror. Like a mirror could do that. Are you kidding me, Frank? Come on. Yeah. Now somebody's out ten thousand dollars for that mirror. Oh, that was the starting price. That was the starting bid for the mirror. Ten thousand dollars going. No, they someone who was hot on that. $10,000. an ornate yeah, mirror. Well, also the idea. Well, it's black that cedar, it, my, my dear boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it it's also, like it was a, also at the Stradivarius. It was at the Balmoral Castle where yes. our, our dear queen uh-huh. vacated her, this mortal coil. <laughs> really? No way, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's I a no, stupid I, I tidbit, but it was like, yeah, the mirror was at the Balmoral Castle. I was like, oh, I knew nothing about the Balmoral, whatever, Balmoral. Yeah, until it's fucking... like the Queen's, like, summer home or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That, Anyways. You know what? <laughs> Something Anyways. else that I just saw in my notes about that whole scene with the psychiatrist as well, it cracked me up that the thing that caused him to make that decision and say that he's no risk the thing that like got him to the point where he's like all right this guy's ready for the world was like he had a dream like uh-huh. he had a dream where he pulled the trigger and oh, shot that's his right. dad 
Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, okay, you're ready for the world. That sounds like a good dream. <laughs> like, yeah, you passed right. the dream test. <laughs> like, yeah, you're ready. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> like, about that. Yeah. We don't like, ever use dreams as part of our risk assessments in real life. That was, that was bonkers. He, like, dream interpreted. He's like, very yeah, poor risk assessment. <laughs> you've clearly atoned for your for all you've done. Yeah. And you're coming to terms yeah. with all of your past trauma in a very healthy way by shooting yourself, shooting your sister in the face with a gun in your dreams. You're free to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess I will roll through some of my notes before we go on to reviews. This is a WWE WWE production. I wrote that down too. I wrote that down too. Dude. Isn't that nuts? Flanagan and WWE yeah. collab. I love that. Nobody got hit with a chair. No. Nobody got pile drive. I did not see <laughs> yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin once. He picked up that chair Very for the mirror, but put it right back down. <laughs> put it right back down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, More like a WWF movie. (laughs) 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 WWF bullshit. Uh, No one can break your delusion. You have to do it yourself. That was one of the lines. Um, They had, they both had game gears and they were plugged. I was like, are they, there's no such thing as a link cable for game gears, but it made it look like they were, I guess they were just plugged into the wall because you needed to plug those game gears in. Otherwise you had to do six double A batteries. Oh, I know, man. That was insane. Yeah. So those, them playing, that was, that was cool. Um, Yep. I think that's pr- that's pretty much all on my notes. Uh, you guys down to move on to some reviews? Any other final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I legitimately took About two notes, plot? and then I was sucked into this movie. <laughs> nice. And my my two move and my two notes were WWE production. Of course, main <laughs> character looks like James. <laughs> just rolled into the rest of it and i was like you know what this movie is uh, i like this movie's cranking along because like literally the like this crazy situation of a day for tim is we catch him on the day where he like makes such a breakthrough in his development that they're like okay so now we're gonna move you on to being freed out of this you know this prison essentially for 18 years and then he goes to have lunch with his dinner seemingly immediately after and she goes doesn't really ask him about like how he's doing or gets into their family history (laughs) she literally goes okay so you're still good you're that promise we made right and then goes right into like yeah. so i got the mirror you gotta come over stay in my guess wow, stay in my guess house. this this movie is cranking along <laughs> and so yeah i don't yeah took two notes this uh this gentleman you say that looks like me he was in another uh polarized movie can you name that that movie brandini oh my god mm. Well, you think on that, I, I can, oh, can you give me, can you, can you give me a hint? Oh yeah. Hmm. It's, uh, year I'm movie. trying to think of one that would like other people. I'll have. give you the year. I mean, it would be a, like a dead giveaway. Some of these other, other hands, okay, 2017. Yeah. It was part of a series of ours. Oh yeah. He is young. Will Turner, young Will Turner. That's correct. You win. <laughs> You win the prize, and he is Oculus is one of his his first uh, first big things. It looks like, um, yeah. We made the same comments about him in that series. That I think so. We just did it was generally the same thing. Just like yeah, We're like he's this so, guy like, is boring. Like you, you thought Orlando like Bloom was looks. boring. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you meet his d- dumbass son. <laughs> <laughs> All the looks, none of the charisma. (laughs) Uh, We'll start with um, the positive critic reviews. You've joined us on a positive critically reviewed movie, which is kind of rare for us. 
Um, but we'll we'll uh, we'll highlight some of those here. Um, let's see from from some of these top critics. If uh, you guys want those score, it's a seventy five critics, fifty three audience. To remind you of that, uh, let's pull some up here. Uh, Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian says it's smart, scary stuff. Uh, let's go to real, ooh, real views from James Berardinelli. For a horror movie, Oculus is surprisingly lean on the scares. It's more interested in playing tricks with perception and bending reality. Hmm. From IndieWire, Eric Cohn. In Oculus, the horror is at once deceptively simple and rooted in a deep primal uneasiness. Its scariest aspects are universally similar. Film.com, James Rochi, Rocky, Rocky. It's clean, lean, and smart. Roche. Roche, Roche, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. It's Roche. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. I like to find like random ones. I haven't seen like like just weird publications that somehow make it on, but I haven't found one yet. Uh, From LA Times, what's that? Richard. Robert Abele, Abel, Abala, Abala uh, less concerned with fake shocks and show me violence than the grimly calibrated rotting of personalities. Oculus is one of the more intelligently nasty horror films in recent memory. Orange County Register, mm. Michael Strago. Hey. It's far more intelligent than, and haunting than most chillers these days, but near the end, I kept wishing it would lighten up and be entertaining. So a little lighten up. It's a fucking horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Lighten up. Come on. Where were the jokes? Come on. (laughs) Jeez. This Uh, is very macabre. (laughs) (laughs) Not funny at all. Not funny. (laughs) Not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that's good. Uh, We'll go on to audience reviews from Amazon. it is generally favorable on Amazon, but less so on Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm going to pull some one stars from Amazon. This Amazon customer gave it a one star titled not scary, horrible ending. Uh, this wasn't scary at all. Nothing even happened for the first hour. Even worse. It's predictable. Weak plot acting storyline. Can't even make up its mind about what it wants to be. No surprises, nothing new. Despite the pathetic attempts to add confusion by splicing past with present, fails as a psychological thriller. The chopped up mess was not even suspenseful or eerie. The whole thing just kind of lay flat the whole time, like bread without any yeast. I kept waiting for the momentum to take over, but it just didn't because because momentum wasn't being built up in the first place. Nothing is explained about how it all began either. Why is the mere possessed slash evil slash whatever? And how can it trap souls just by killing people who had never even turned? Oh, well, I didn't even care by the time they got to the horrible ending. The four main characters turned out to be evil and or annoying, too. The sister was nuts with daddy issues, making excuses for their parents one minute and then ready to buy into the brainwashed brother's ideas the next. They weren't likable enough to root for. Only the mother showed any resistance to the evil spirit and only just before she was murdered after trying to kill both kids. It came off as syrupy, not realistic. All the characters were poorly written, along with the whole story, and so many loose ends that go nowhere. It had so much potential, but it seemed like they were just hashing together some gimme crap that didn't go together and turned it over to us, still jumbled up to cash in on the horror genre without caring about delivering quality work. Just a shoddy job overall. 
guide. Man. Not much violence, but there's some graphic abuse slash torture of the wife and resulting gore. No nudity, sex, or perversion, though. I didn't notice any language wait, that wait, was inappropriate. Was that all, wait, was that all one review? Or have we gone to the That was one all now? one review. I picked a big one because it was very thorough. Holy crapoli. Someone had a really bad day. Yes, that was just Amazon yeah. customer. Didn't even t- have time to put their I name. I feel like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll do a couple more from Myth Called Love. Ooh, that's sad. Um, one star out of five titled Bad Ending. I just couldn't take the main female character. I couldn't stand her fast-talking, condescending attitude. I also hated the ending. I won't give away any spoilers, so watch it if you want. It's not a bad movie, just a bad ending. Um, this person- Well, that's a person who doesn't believe in love, so obviously mm-hmm. their opinion is flawed. It's a myth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that person shares the same opinion as you guys, right? Because you both said that the ending was not good. It was okay. Oh, I don't, I don't I hate the ending. It's bad. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't, I would agree with that person's comments about the main character being kind of abrasive, like was the perfect word that James used, but I like how, I don't know. It kind of wrapped up some of the things together. I, my, my criticism was more leading up to that where you can tell that's where they wanted to go. It's just like getting there was a little bit rocky Mm -hmm. at certain points, but I, I generally like how it kind of closes the loop in an interesting way, which I think Flanagan stories kind of do that. And I like that payoff where it's like, yeah, Oh, he's just going, he's right back where he started. Like within a horror movie, I think that's kind of a effective feeling of like, Oh, the, the fucking shit continues. Like the, as far as ghost stories go, it's like, yes. And the ghost is still haunting to that day. It's like, no. And this, I mean, the mirror is still haunting to this day, but this Mm -hmm. uh, it's more about this kid is just fucking having a rough go of it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, from Joshua Herbert, one star out of five titled so bad. I made my first Amazon review. Whoa, <laughs> this movie gave me the biggest blue balls, such interesting ideas. And I genuinely enjoyed the <laughs> and back. That's and- how you base movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't come. So one of the critics thought it was a comedy movie going into it. This guy thinks it's a porno. Correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, such interesting. I mean, to be fair, he judges every movie on whether or not he comes. Right. Yeah. You should check out some of his other reviews. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> to each his own. Uh, such interesting ideas, and I genuinely enjoy the back and forth between the past and present, but the film simply drops many plot threads, and there are many scenes which can be cut out completely and change nothing. The supposed range of the mirror, most everything about the dogs, etc., which is bad editing yeah. off the bat. On top of that, I don't think making me laugh was the intention of the ending, but that's what happened. I'm going to spoil this film because you should not watch it. Oculus ends with the totally nuts and emotionally <laughs> abusive main character getting killed in a way presented to us as her reunifying with her dead parents and was killed by the only sympathetic character who was promptly spirited away to prison, cut to credits. The evil mirror wins, the horrible character gets a weird happy death ending, and the only good good guy gets 40 chests outmaneuvered by a damn mirror before the credits roll. I'm honestly baffled at how this made it past any kind of screening audience. Either way, I'm glad I only wasted my time and not my money. Don't let it waste either of yours. Wow. I'm that, blown away by how many people just like actively did not like this movie. I'm going to I mean, the one the, stars. Like, so I feel like there's yeah. so many parts of it that were really well done and really interesting ideas that like, even if you didn't really like the general idea, you have to give it some credit. It's just well-made. 
yeah, these we we are cherry picking to build the narr- the polarized narrative a little bit. I could find exactly. positive audience reviews mm-hmm. for sure, but this is kind of the I, audience did not like this movie. This is according a to Ron Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, it's like this. I, I mean, mean, even yeah, the fifty six percent rating is is mm-hmm. kind of mind blowing to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. You know, it kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I would have expected it to be a lot higher. Audience, when it's the yeah. other way, where critics like it and audiences hate it. I think those those yeah. are interesting cases. I'll do one more here um, from Alex titled, if I had only three wishes and one could not to be, and one could not be to wish for more wishes, I'd wish to not have see it. <laughs> they try. They, they could you imagine you're given three wishes from a genie and one of them is make me never see Oculus. You, you go full or, like um, eter- yeah. eternal sunshine. Spotless yeah, mind, you're like, erase Oculus erase from my that, mind. that please. Um, Okay, that's one. Alex says <laughs> they seem to try to think confusing scenes from past to future and future to past equates to, to suspense or horror. Nope. They purposely put themselves there with a bad plan every hour. Really? How about every 10 minutes? Why not put the mirror in a spot where a person could not get in the way or better yet, hang it so that it drops instead of a big metal spike? Or how about just using sledgehammer, which is more realistic because you can get it pretty much anywhere. By the way, these were my thoughts as soon as I saw the freaking spike. So bad and so predictable. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, movie. Fuck yeah. You ruined my day. I pretty much if know I, if how I had it's going to. If I saw a genie, I'd be like, get this Oculus shit out of my brain. I like how that genie person also clarified in their comment. And if one of my wishes could not be to have infinite wishes. <laughs> just want to let you know I thought about that one. <laughs> like this I'm one step ahead of the curve rules. <laughs> All of those naysayers. Always one step ahead. Uh, well, at this point, yeah, I'll give it to you, Matt, if you want to say like a final yeah, piece about the movie and then if uh, you got a yeah, rating sure. out of 0 to 100, uh, how Rotten Tomatoes does it. Uh, go ahead yeah. and tack that on at, at the end there. Or if you want us to go yeah, first, we can do so, that, but uh, however you want to do it. I guess I can, just, I can just go for it. Do it. I mean, you could probably already kind of gather my feelings about the movie based on what we've been talking about. Um, I think it was a it was a good movie, especially for a horror movie. I think it would be up there in terms of my list of horror movies. I'm just generally not a huge fan of horror movies for those reasons that we discussed, the suspension of disbelief and everything. But as far as horror movies go, it was it was good. I was entertained. I think there were a lot of um, ways they could have made it better. Like in particular, the last like I was really into it for the first like hour and the last like 20 to 30 minutes. It just got a little bit too chaotic mm-hmm. and um, I feel like it could have been cleaned up quite a bit. But I think I feel like it was a good movie. And I'm very surprised that most audience people did not agree that it was it was good i'm shocked by the 56 percent score like i would have guessed like critic score would have been like 85 audience would have been like 90 is what i would have guessed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think my personal score i would probably say like 80 83 83 nice yeah wonderful take it away brandini no, James, I went uh, before you last time. You go. All right. Uh, yeah, I uh, like this movie more the second time uh, than the first time. Honestly, I thought knowing the ending going into it uh, puts you in the place of the writers a bit, or I guess writer Mike Flanagan a bit more, where, yeah, it's like you can see it leading to that direction and uh, those decisions that some of the characters make. Yeah, while some be, some of them may be stupid or whatever, I think that familial sort of group dynamic 
and uh, spliced in between that and the brother and sister. Um, you know, it, it just, uh, it does it for me in, in terms of that parallel paralleling I, I, and uh, trying to show the, that cyclical nature of trauma unchecked sort of thing too, or if you become obsessive about it in a certain sort of way um, and you are around that person that brings you to that place as well. I don't know. All, all that stuff I think fascinates me about his work. And I was honing in on that a little bit more this, the second time, I think after seeing some of his other stuff um, beyond performances, which weren't my favorite, not the best. They weren't like terrible either. You can tell these people are actors, but it was just wasn't, I would have liked some more like big choices being made um, for some, some of the, the bigger moments as well. Um, but the idea of a scary mirror is a cool idea. I like the idea, just baseline, cool idea, scary mirror. You talked about the, like bringing out the, the demons inside of you. I think a, a lot of that was, was well executed. I think this was, this was a good movie better on a rewatch and I could see myself watching it again um, and having, having a good time doing it uh and yeah i'll give it i'll give it a 79 79 fuck it i'll give it an 80 i'll give it there an it 80. is i'll give it an 80 <laughs> um on to you brandini yeah great store yeah <laughs> um Okay, so again i'm a flan of fan so i'm gonna rate this movie pretty highly because of core things that I like about this movie that I like and I want to continue to see in other horror movies. And I just appreciate movies in general is uh, visually there was some interesting stuff going on. I think it was a relatively lean script was effective, got us from point A to point B and said a lot of things doing it. Performances were yeah mid, um, but they didn't detract from the, my overall feeling about being interested, being like, uh, yeah, captivated by the movie. Um, trying to think of anything new to say about it. Um, I would definitely recommend this movie to people. I think it is a, I agree with some of the, I believe critics that said it's, it's a smart movie. Yeah, I think that horror movies can really play into people's like dopamine, you know, lizard brain and just be like, I'm going to give you gore. I'm going to give you like cheap thrills. And I think there's a smartness to this movie. Um, it, yeah. And that I appreciate. Uh, what else? It is really fascinating to think about this is that so I looked up the what the meaning of Oculus is and it means a circular mirror, like a circular window, essentially. And it is funny to me, but then also really kind of puts the like places where the Oculus is in a different place than the mirror. So it uh, being a circular window, this mirror in this movie isn't circular. So the mirror is in the Oculus. It's actually when the people have the, in their eyes, when they have the light in it, which is also very oh. Flanagan and it happens in midnight mass as well as that yeah. eye effect. And mm -hmm. I really, really dig it. it totally. It's something that is very striking, creepy. Um, I love too, in this movie, the like zombie people, like uh, just so much of this movie for what it is, a $5 million budget movie. That's almost unheard of in Hollywood for a lot of these movies that look as that's good as this. Crazy. That's such and, a low budget. And all of it. Yeah. So much of it is on the, yeah lauding again i uh, and i'll stop it now but mike flanagan love you dude you make some good shit i really enjoy 
I enjoyed this movie a hell of a lot. I'm going to give this movie an 85%. Hell yeah, dude. We're all like holding hands. I think we're all, we're all in that 80 Walmart range. Bunch. Like doesn't, yeah. ha- doesn't happen very often. I feel like I, and I get annoyed with myself even like rating so many things, sixties and seventies. And yeah, it's, it's fun to like applaud uh, good work and, um, a lot of it's not like people's best work. It's some of their more divisive things or their earlier things. And so it's, it's cool to bring even more context to this guy that we're interested in, in his art. Um, but yeah, that's been yes. polarized. I was wondering if you guys want to play a little game. Yeah, we do. Of course. I was looking forward to this part of magnetized. So normally we talk about movies that are polarized audiences, critics, they disagree. One side feels one way. One side feels the other way. In magnetized audiences and critics align, and they have agreed upon the exact same score for the movies that I will be presenting to you. Exact same score from audiences and critics. It is up to you guys to guess the closest, perhaps even on the money, of that score, whatever that number may be. So are you guys ready to play magnetized? Yeah. Do you, get it? yeah. Do you get it, Matt? Shit, yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. So you're going to go first. <laughs> if you like, or do you want to go first or second? I'll leave that up to you. I don't care. Okay. One. You're going first. So the first movie is to you, Matt. Guess the ranking agreed upon by audiences and critics of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Love this movie. You brought so up Fincher cool. earlier in this. In this very I was episode. never. I didn't really like that movie very much. Oh, but I remember I about it. rave reviews. Mm. Such a good movie. I'm gonna it. say it's like a warm blanket almost. I'm gonna say 94. 94 from from Matt. All right. Mm. Actually, a little lower. Lower. 90. 90. 90. 90 on the button. Okay. Okay. Brandy. I am going to go with a 92. <laughs> Brandon, you look like you're trying he's to meditating. summon the answer from uh, He's pretty good. 92, <laughs> 92%. Surprise it's either, it was either that or uh, 88% for me, but I'm going to go 92. Well, Brandine, you should have gone the other direction because <laughs> it was an 86. <laughs> so it goes, I changed my answer. goes to Pat Frisky, the one and only. Pat Frisky, you son of a bitch. Uh, so one to Matt. It's best two out of three, but I got I got three here. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, for the next one, Brandini, you will be going first on this one. Okay, okay. It's a little movie called I Am Legend. Oh my God! Um, what is the agreed upon ranking on Rotten Tomatoes? Sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent. After the little meditation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Thinking okay. about it. Okay. Okay. Got that Speaking in the books. Truth. Putting it in the books. All right. Give it to Matt here. What do you what are you thinking? This for me was one that was the other way around. I really liked it. And I remember most people didn't. So this was like like another ending one, I feel like, where people were kind of I mean, if I was gonna totally shaft Brandon, I would say sixty-six percent. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you definitely can. I, I would guess. Go with what's in your heart, man. You know what? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. It's probably going to be lower. 68. 68. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me, Matt Christie? Was that it? 
It's the exact fucking it's, number. You oh son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? He did it. He did that it. was insane, dude. Especially since that's not that's not a high number. That's a weird, like in the middle of the road Low number. Middle like, number, yeah. So I, I feel like I would give two points for that. So you pretty much have yeah, a three, have a three oh lead. But we can do this yeah. last one for for funsies. Let's do the last one for funsies. Yeah, that just blew my fucking mind. I can't believe that happened. I I was He's like the first guest to you, do it. When He's you the said, first guest to do it. When you said 60, you're like, oh, I might just go 66 to fuck with Brandon. I was like, I mean, you definitely should. should and then you, you should. said 68 and I was like. <laughs> um, all right. So to you, Matt, and this is this is a little off kilter one, but I feel like it's one that you will recognize. I don't know if you've seen, but maybe you can at least guess. I always try to make the last one a little, little different and uh, harder. So it is the raid. Redemption, the sequel to the raid, a oh, movie that Matt, no. that Matt and I watched together. Okay. We watched the first raid. Yeah, we could not figure the first out. First one was so good, and the second one was so bad. Oh, really? I never saw it. Yeah, but I remember it got really good reviews. I remember watching it because of that fact, and then I was very disappointed by it. Mm. So I'm gonna have to say like eighty-eight. Eighty-eight to Matt. All right, Brandini, what do you think? I know it's not maybe one you're familiar with, but this is a blind spot for a me. Wild I know card. A, lot, a lot of people like these, um, you know, these uh, kung, not kung fu, but like fighting movies. Yeah, yeah. it's all just one thing. Yeah, the only one I'm familiar with is Bloodsport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> John Claude Van Damme is the only martial artist you're familiar with. Yeah, <laughs> Frank, good way to look. Frank Dukes. Uh, I like what Frank you're doing Duke. over there. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, him and uh, Seagal. Those are my like, guys. <laughs> Thunder Siege, great movie. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, um, yeah, he's he's great. Uh, Gary B- Busey wears a dress in that movie, I believe. Yeah, this is a bit of an aside, but the Octagon is on. I think amazon or hbo right now what's that and it's so good because it's so bad it's an old chuck norris movie anyways oh okay oh yeah it's it's so bad that'll be a it's bonus like, episode it's, it's worse than some of the movies we made in high school james yeah. no way i love your right. your high school yeah. movie so go, i expressed that to you recently it. your our, yeah. high school movies are legendary the lone wolf mcquade movies are awesome crouching tiger hidden jesus fuck mm-hmm. yeah slaps throw a little plug in there yeah, YouTube and Crouching Tiger Hit Jesus. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> we'll put the link in the bio. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> you got this. I, since, since it's a beloved franchise, it's international too. I'm going to go with a 86%. 86. <laughs> this is the first time this is two first in the in the same or like in the same episode these are two first no this is even crazier 87 it's a tie at it's 87 you got oh, brandon got 86 <laughs> matt said 88 and it's fucking 87 oh, you dogs agreed you're good at this, this brandon. illusion i know you guys are both really fucking good at this <laughs> you're good at it too i've never seen a tie <laughs> game. He out of, almost out of the gate getting there right off the bat uh, um, blew my mind holy shit i mean if we did i guess i'd go prices right rules and i give it to brandon but whatever i like i yeah. like the idea of a tie wow. wow well gg to you matt 
well done. You got it right on the money. I think uh, you're a magnetized master. I think you're a master of podcasting. You did the wonderful intro. Intro too? Thank you. Terrible intro. I'm very curious to see how fucking stupid my voice sounds over the podcast. I'm telling you, dude, it's better than a lot of my intros. So don't don't feel any other way. It's like Uh, we we're just giving our guests the hard the hard work now. But thank you again so much for coming on from like our our classes and film classes in high school and shit. It's so fun to like sit and talk about movies. Like it's it's a blast because I feel like that was one of the last times I was critically like looking at film and it yeah it makes you look at it in a different way. Brandini, thank you again, man, for being uh, best co-host in the world. Oh my God, um, thank you! What, oh God, and thank you, Matt. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. I mean, I it's so a, much fun. Yeah, it's fun I talking about blast, movies, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I had a blast, like <laughs> not only with talking about it, but watching the movie, like you were yeah. saying, James, with more like a critical eye. So mm-hmm. you're active. I would love to be back if you guys wanted to have me again. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. No. And uh, one last thing, I will say, Brandon. I don't think I had the chance to tell you, but I'm a huge fan of your your tag. Uh, your Discord oh, name, yeah, <laughs> blood, blood fart DJ Nympho Fanny Pack. <laughs> yeah. For those who are listening at home, it's like it's not even a, a word; it's like a whole sentence. It's like a yeah, it's like it's like, it's like AKA, Great Brain Dean, yeah. AKA blood I don't know what it AKA. means, but I like it. It's provocative. <laughs> it's provocative. It gets the people going. Yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't uh, DJ streamed in a while, but DJ Nympho Fanny Pack out yeah. there. Sometimes I'll do it. Um, uh, bl- a blood fart for those who are uh, getting sweaty in lobbies, you know. Oh, I thought it all went together. I thought it was all to connect. I thought it was blood fart, DJ, Nympho, and Fanny Pack. It's it's two. It's two. It, 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 I, okay. I put them in two places. Alias. It's like Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They're like separate. Uh, the same. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> like that. It's exactly. That's like exactly that. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yes, and f- join us next week. We'll be doing uh, another Flanagan, right, we- Brandini? Yeah, Ouija. Ouija two. Ouija, awesome. Ouija I will be watching it and listening from home. Two. It's uh, the, pre- the prequel to uh the original Ouija and Flanagan came in, James Cameron style, cleaned it up, and apparently made a, a sequel that that some people like a lot. Not everyone, but um let me see. Ouija, I think it's what is it? Origin of Evil. I'm gonna bring up those those numbers yes. that all you polar bears mm-hmm. just go they go crazy for those rotten tomatoes and them numbers, I'm telling you. All um, those layman's out there. Yeah, all those, <laughs> all those, all those, those plebs. All the, all those plebs. All those people who are like wasting their life away listening to this bullshit. Yeah. Uh, man. Uh, all you idiots just wasted two hours of your life listening to us. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a similar score as as uh, Oculus. It's an eighty three certified fresh from critics. 57 from yes, audience so certified fresh man the critics love love uh love this guy to love his movies um i'll be watching midnight club very soon that just came out i'm so excited for Me that it's his newest thing um and yeah thanks thanks again everyone who's listening uh join us on twitch live if you want to watch us yes. live and join in the conversation uh polarized pod at uh our twitch.tv slash polarized pod perfect same for twitter polarized pod on uh on the old twi- twitter and then uh, polarize the pod at gmail.com. If you want to send, any, send us anything there, movie ideas, uh, you know, any sort of other segments or anything, if you want to send any fan mail, I mean, hate, if you, hate mail, anything like that. Right. Yeah. If you're upset by the fact of g- getting called essentially a moron by Matt, let us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, Matt's, I mean Matt, what's your, what's your really honest, Matt? Though, I was, I was kind of running with, I was kind of running with the whole, like, you'd be an idiot to listen to this. But honestly, guys, I'm really impressed with 
with what you did here. Like when you told me you had a podcast, I was like, what? It's What's this going to be like? Okay, it's fun to talking it. about it's, yeah, it's fun yeah. talking about movies. I legitimately, I'm like, I, yeah. I love the one you did with uh, Death of Smoochie. Hell yeah, yeah, that was great. I, I can't remember the other one that I started listening to as well. I actually really enjoy listening to it. So you guys are doing a great job. I'm, I'm Thank legitimately you so much. A big I, I love it. Thank you. We appreciate it. We, I mean, the, the feedback is, is wonderful. If you guys have anything to add, we appreciate it. But yeah, we, we've, uh, not anything that we've ever done before. We've been doing it for over a year now and it's, it's been over a lot a of fun. Now. It gives us an excuse to watch a movie like ideally a week and, uh, a week, yeah. and, um, catch up with old friends. Like we've seen, like, I don't know. I don't see you enough, man. We don't see like, yeah. like Alex was on, on that. I hadn't seen Alex in like fucking ye- 10 years or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I joked about it on, I was like, yeah, I'll see you in another 10 years or something when I want to watch about, talk about some other dumb fucking movie but um, <laughs> no but it's it's just such a great excuse for for uh for yeah. both and yeah thanks again great seeing you and uh we'll wrap it up there we'll see you guys next week for uh origin of evil bye 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 bye